This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Right now, Brian Lilly has joined us. He's a political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Brian, good afternoon. Welcome back. Good afternoon. It's uh, it's an exciting day for talk radio. It's uh, like so much going on, John. Well, yeah, you got to be like uh, right there in your wheelhouse as a political columnist. Three more sleeps, and uh, I guess things get to uh, unravel right before our eyes. You know, I was just asking the question of the callers. Let me ask you: uh, Do you believe uh, that this particular election is a referendum on Justin Trudeau, or, or is there anything else that might be more important to people? is, uh, although Justin Trudeau is out with an ad, the Liberal Party has an ad running on TV right now where Trudeau's standing in a nice suburban street and saying, the Conservatives want to make this election all about me. And I thought, no, I've been listening to you, Justin. The election's all about Doug Ford and Jason Kenney and Stephen Harper. Those are the people you're running against. So in many ways, it is a referendum on Justin Trudeau. And if this were an election running on the liberal brand, I think the liberals would be in better spot. But you know, Trudeau, in many ways, came in uh, with a lot of high hopes pinned on him. And the best word to describe how voters feel about him four years later is disappointed. Um, yeah, yes, he got you know marijuana legislation passed, uh, but on so many other fronts, has let down the voters that became part of the coalition that elected him. Well, it's interesting because uh, yeah, uh, that Justin Trudeau is the brand uh, is the reason it's probably a referendum on him. He's so uh, I guess tied into uh, the whole party colors and everything like that. He is synonymous with the brand. I was just kind of laughing when you said they've got a, a liberal TV ad running right now. Uh, just out of curiosity, any of that footage taken from C- the CBC? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if they did, we know. We know now that CBC would not sue because, as I was writing uh, in today's Sun, a liberal candidate out of Calgary had footage up from her time at CBC, and she's previously a global television uh, reporter and anchor as well, but she used all this CBC footage saying, oh, I've been coming into your homes for years, and it was up for a month online before they said anything to her, and they only asked her to take it down after they sued the conservatives and said, you can't use our footage, and somebody said, well, what about this one? Oh, yeah, she has to take it down, too. So she took it down, but they're not suing her, even though they told the conservatives to take it down, and they did. But don't worry, CBC's not biased, as we can tell by the questions they put to the, the leaders each and every day, whether it's uh, Andrew Scheer or Jagmeet Singh, they're tougher than they are with Justin Trudeau. You've seen that. You've ascertained that. <laughs> I, I've been there. Yeah. Well, yeah, on this matter of the lawsuit, though, this is interesting because uh, when the CBC said, well, you know, for this candidate out of Calgary that's running under the Liberal banner, uh, we just asked her to take it down, and she did. We're good to go with that, even though she's been doing it for the longest time. Well, the Conservatives complied with their request to take it down, too, and they did, and of course, but they still went ahead with the lawsuit. So that's where the double standard comes in. Yeah, well, and they say that the conservatives are uh, habitual offenders on this. Well, so are the liberals. The liberals uh, used CBC footage in 2015. They've used it in 2019. Uh, but they say they only have to sue the conservatives to make an example of them. Uh, okay. At this point, I just don't think that the conservatives should actually be answering any CBC questions, especially not the last couple days. If you've seen the way that the news conferences have been going, the CBC reporter that's on the conservative tour doesn't ask questions. She argues 
with Andrew Scheer after putting forward liberal talking points. Look, I can ask a pointed question with the best of them, but even when I'm in front of Justin Trudeau, who I'm not a big fan of, and, well, he's not a fan of mine, we know each other, we know where I'm coming from, you still ask a straightforward question, you ask it respectfully, and you move on. That's the way we're all supposed to operate, not read off liberal talking points and then argue with the leader. Well, yeah, it sounds like Jim Acosta with CNN or somebody with MSNBC relative to the American administration. So this is a sort of a, you're a journalist, a veteran journalist. I mean, uh, there seem to be uh, within that circle a lot of folks who have jumped the shark in terms of credibility and the integrity of the profession. Look, people will say to me, well, Lily, you know, you're obviously leaning to the conservative side. Yeah, but... I spent years as a straight-up reporter where people didn't know my politics, and I have been for more than a decade a columnist paid for my opinion. There's a world of difference between a columnist or commentator like you or me and someone that's just supposedly standing there on the uh, nightly news supposed to be giving you the the straight goods. Um, You know, one's supposed to be objective and the other is supposed to be uh, opinionated. Um, You can't have someone pretending to be objective and then running an agenda. And I think that really is happening right now. Again, with Brian Lilly, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Well, let me see about this objectivity, because, I mean, there are a dozen polls out concurrently, and uh, you're citing one anyway. I guess it's with your own operation at the Sun. Uh, The headline says, Sheer set to win most seats according to polls. Uh, Just verify, how do you know that, Brian? Uh, That's my own reading of the polls. Whether we're talking about DART uh, in the Maru uh, Blue Voice Canada poll, that's who I'm using. But uh, also, I know Global News has a a special relationship with Ipsos. If I look at the Ipsos numbers, uh, I come out to the same conclusion. The Conservatives have a slight lead nationally or are tied uh, with the Liberals. So at that point, you have to start looking at where will they get the seats. And you have to realize that for the Conservatives, their national number is overinflated by extreme support on the prairies. And in Ontario, the the Liberals' numbers are inflated by huge support in the city of Toronto and in Atlantic Canada. For a while, it was Quebec, but that has obviously gone down. So the Liberals are going to be losing a bunch of seats. They're going to lose some in Atlantic Canada. They won all 32 last time. They simply won't do it this time. They won 40 seats in Quebec. Now everyone is losing seats to the bloc, it seems. They're going to lose some in Ontario. It's not going to be a wipeout, but they won 80 seats. They won't do that again. So, you know, the Liberals are going down. The Conservatives are going to go up from the 99 they took. And you start looking at where they'll pick up. Well, they're going to get some in the 905. They're going to get some in Atlantic Canada, some in the prairies, some in B.C., and based on both geography and who will turn out, I believe the Conservatives will win the most seats. I don't think they're anywhere close to a majority at this point. That could change over the last few days of the campaign, but, you know, it's a minority either way. I'm just saying I think the Conservatives will get the most. And the last point is who's going to turn out? The Liberal support is overly weighted towards younger voters who are far less likely to show up than older voters who are leaning towards the Conservatives. Brian Lilly, again, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Yeah, the magic number is 170. you got to have that for a majority. And uh, most pundits are suggesting it would be a minority based on some of the things that you've just mentioned. The other thing is the uh, new numbers show 29% increase in advance voting over the 2015 election. Does that tell you anything? 
Yeah, yes and no. Um, you know, sometimes that's seen as, um, you know, higher voter turnout can mean it's a throw-the-government-out election. That could be part of what's going on, but also... Uh, David Aiken had great analysis uh, on this the other day, uh, and I'm not saying that just because I'm on Global News Radio. David and I have worked together for years. He looked at advanced polling over the last few elections, and the Conservatives figured this out first, and now the Liberals have started to catch up, and both parties are going back and forth. They try and get you to the advanced polls for a couple of reasons. One, after you cast your ballot, John, you can't change your mind and say, oh, crap, that guy's a jerk. Uh-huh. <laughs> for the other one. Right. It's too late. Secondly, um, there were so many uh, ridings that were won by advanced polls over the last few elections. It makes a huge difference in turnout. So um, getting people, making sure that, uh, you know, if if, if they get you and I out to the the polls and the advanced polls, they don't have to worry about us on Election Day. And the parties all hustle on Election Day. It's called GOTV, Get Out the Vote. Mm -hmm. And they're calling, they're knocking on your door, they're asking you, have you voted? Can we give you a lift? Can we look after your dog? You ask them to do your dry cleaning on Election Day, they'll do it if you'll go to the polls for them. (laughs) Right. Uh, So the hot whips of panic uh, is a great motivator. Finally, on the Ipsos poll you suggested that was done exclusively for Global News Radio, uh, 60% of respondents would favor a majority which says 40% actually uh, would be good with a minority. They prefer that, uh, which also leads to perhaps the likelihood of strategic voting. Uh, Want to comment there? Strategic voting is very tough to do. Uh, look, we can point to the Alberta election a couple of years ago. People wanted to punish the progressive conservative government that had become bloated and out of touch and had been in power too long, but they didn't want them to lose the election, according to the polls. And a lot of people thought, well, I'm just going to send a message and vote NDP. And, of course, they had the Notley government for four years. We can go back to 1990 in Ontario and the same thing. Oh, that David Peterson's too big for his britches. Let's send him a message. Uh, Strategic voting can go very badly for all of the parties. I don't want to pick on the NDP, but those are two recent uh, examples. It's tough to try and figure out how to vote to get a minority or majority. So, you know, my advice is make sure you vote and vote for the candidate that you think is uh, most in line with you or the best chance of winning, you know, something like that. But trying to sit there and figure out among 37 million people how to vote, it's going to be very difficult to uh, predict uh, or or change the outcome uh, across the entire country with strategic voting. All right. Don't outwit yourself, in other words. Uh, (laughs) Only a few more sleeps, and uh, then we'll see where this one all plays out. Brian, good to talk as always. Thank you. Thank you, John. Brian Lilly again. He's a political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.